ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday. Oh, shit. It's Friday the 13th. That sucks to wake up and realize. Well, hopefully you guys have a lucky Friday the 13th. Uh, This is Quick Hits. I'm Blake Pace. This is our Friday episode. We are going to be making our game picks and uh, bets against the spread for week 15 of the NFL season. Let me just pull up real quick, give some few plugs in the meantime. Uh, If you want to go over to Twitter and follow me at BlakeAndrewPace for all my online content, I cover um, the Indianapolis Colts for SB Nation's Stampede Blue. Um, And then what else do I do? I put a lot of draft talk out there. I also make jokes about Bush Light and um, why people allow me to be an adult. I don't think I uh, have qualified to be an adult yet. So head over there to check all that out. Please, uh, you know, subscribe to the show. Leave it a five-star review. Leave a comment if you'd like. I appreciate all of your support. I think we're, I think we're 25, 26 episodes in. So um, we're getting this thing going along. I'm enjoying it, certainly. And then, uh, yeah, th- those are the two plugs. Let's give an update on how we've done uh, the past last week specifically. Um, so last week was actually the first week that we did better against the spread than straight up winners. Um, I went 10 and five against the spread and then my game picks I uh, went nine and six. I was a little bold in some of the game picks. I picked up sets like the Giants beating the Eagles, uh, the Jaguars beating the Chargers, the Dolphins beating the Jets. Uh, those did not hit Dolphins did cover though. Um, and then, yeah, some of, some of the bigger ones that I told you about that I would feel comfortable putting most of my money on hit. Um, I told you that the 49ers plus two on the road put money on that. Um, I told you to feel comfortable about putting Broncos plus nine. Now, I didn't know they were going to go out there and blow up Houston. So there's that. Um, I felt comfortable with the Titans. Felt comfortable with the, the Rams plus one. So if you put money line on there for the Rams to beat the Seahawks in Sunday Night Football, props to you. I know I cashed in on that. And then uh, Monday night, I, I got the Giants uh, wrong, but plus nine and a half did hit. So um, if you took them against the spread, then that was a good one too. So that was kind of an update of last week. Now for the season and for the for the weeks that we've done, since we haven't been here the entire season, we've missed some weeks along the way. Um, straight up winners, we are 53 and 29. And then against the spread, um, the, I I want to get rid of this one week. There was one week that I didn't upload it with a podcast, and I went two and twelve against the spread. That was back in week ten. Um, I mean, just garbage games that week that just screwed me over. Uh, so, still including that here, up to this point against the spread, we are forty three and thirty eight. So, if you could take into consideration, we're still five games above five hundred, despite. Uh, a two and twelve week, a couple of weeks back, then, you know, could be worse. Could be worse. So, let's take a look at week fifteen. We're gonna go game by game. Um, like I said, I don't bet on Thursday night football, but I mean, it would have been it would have been easy to bet on the Ravens last night. We knew they weren't going to lose. We knew they would cover the spread. They flat out dominated the Jets. Fun fun on the sideline for the for the Ravens. Um, some anger on the sideline from the Jets. 
Saw Gase and Darnold actually go back to it, back and forth, and Darnold, who seems like the nicest guy in the world, actually uh, gave Adam Gase some shit. Seemed like he was, uh, he had some stuff to say. So, um, I wonder what what's going on in in uh, in New Jersey, but I, I think we all probably could have very easily predicted that outcome. So, let's move into Sunday's games. We'll go all the way through until Monday night, and um, and I'll give you my game winners, thoughts on the game, and then picks against the spread. So, let's start off. Let's head to Green Bay, where the Packers are hosting the Chicago Bears. Right now, Packers are four-point favorites. Uh, Bears kind of on a little bit of a win streak. They're still in the hunt. Packers kind of been slow the last few weeks. Haven't necessarily popped off and looked amazing. Um, Packers coming in at four-point favorites. I'm going to take the Packers to win, and I'm going to take the Packers against the spread. Um, I get that the Cowboys have started to put together some, or the the Bears have started to put together some performances, and Trubisky hasn't looked awful. Uh, but you got to take in the quality of opponents. The Dallas defense last week, that's not a good defense. And, and Trubisky looked great against them. Um, the week before on Thanksgiving, they had the Lions. Lions defense isn't anything special at all. And now you're coming up against a Packers team that has a talented defense. They're not putting out dominant performances every week, but the, the players itself are, are very special. And so I think... Um, I think Matt Nagy will have a little bit difficult of a time. These guys faced off, I think, in the opening game of the season, and it was a it was a close one, uh, low scoring, and the Packers were able to win at a spread of four at this point in the season. I think that the Packers since then have become a much better team, and I think since then the Bears, I mean, have stayed around right the same or just been a little bit worse. So I feel comfortable taking the Packers minus four, um, and I definitely think they're going to win this one, and then we can put to rest the, the Chicago Bears are still in the hunt for the playoffs. So... Doubling up on the Packers in that game. Over to Carolina. Panthers hosting the Seahawks. Uh, Panthers, I mean, just a massive collapse followed up by uh, firing Ron Rivera. They get swept in the season series by the Falcons uh, this past week. Uh, meanwhile, the Seahawks are coming back angry. You know, they just lost a, they just lost a, a bad one to the Rams where they came out, and they just uh, they looked flat. They couldn't get anything going on offense. Their defense uh, got torched. Um, by Sean McVay and, and all those guys there. Uh, of course, Todd Gurley and that run game got going as well too. And so Seahawks, they are traveling. They've got you've, they've got the one o'clock game that everyone's a little worried about. You got the West Coast team traveling to play the East Coast team at a one o'clock showdown. So that's like what 10 a.m. for them. I didn't do those hours right. Yeah, 10 a.m. for them. Early game for the Seahawks. Um, but I, I think in the same similar situation with the first game we were just talking about, the Seahawks are far and away the better team. Um, I think they are going to come out ag- angry and aggressive um, after after their poor performance on Sunday night. So I'm going to take them to win on the road, and I'm going to take them to cover six. Um, it's a little high, but I think that this could be the case where we get maybe like an eight to ten point victory. Carolina hasn't shown much on offense at all, and in, unless Christian McCaffrey can can dominate and the last few weeks he's kind of had to he's he struggled a little bit now that there's no real passing threat and we've seen the the just the offensive collapse um it's been tougher for Christian McCaffrey so not sure if he'll be able to get things going the Seattle defense isn't as good as everyone thinks it is so he might be able to have a day and and if if we start seeing him first drive and he goes off I might be a little cautious I think that this might end up being a closer game I would still take the Seahawks to win but just just some food for thought I'm going to double up on the Seahawks as well here, too. Third team we're going to double up on, and there's not much to talk about with this game. Uh, the Patriots traveling to Cincinnati a week after filming eight minutes of their sideline. 
They, of course, handed over the videotaping, but I don't think it'll matter at all. I think the Patriots are going to come out there and absolutely stop the Bengals. They're going to need to to get some of that confidence back. This is going to be a situation where it's like in the third quarter and the Patriots are still playing aggressive football, trick plays. They are going to want to get everything going in this game because they've got an important game coming up against the Bills that could decide the division. And so they're going to want to come out there, get their swagger back. Um, they're opening up as 10-point favorites. I could see them win by, by 17, 20. This is, this is the time of... Remember back in the beginning of the season when we thought the Patriots were, were were world beaters and they were stomping the Jets, they were stomping, you know, the the Browns, they beat, you know, the the Steelers pretty bad. They were destroying everybody. Um, the Bengals are the worst team in football. So 10 is actually, I was surprised that it was as low as 10. I guess you're traveling. So then if you were to say if it was in New England, they'd be 16-point favorites. Neutral field, they'd be 13. But uh, I don't know. I'm just doubling up. There's not much to say. Cincinnati's bad. New England is good. They just need to get the rhythm going, um, taking the, the Patriots to win, taking them to cover uh, by 10. Going over to Kansas City now, uh, where the Denver Broncos are traveling to take on the Chiefs in an AFC West divisional matchup. Uh, Denver coming off a great performance against the Houston Texans, absolutely destroying them. Drew Locke put together, I think, a, a, a stat a stat line last week that I don't think any rookie quarterback has ever done, or it's been like 30-some years since it happened, um, maybe the Broncos have their guy. I like Drew Locke. I thought he was going to be a good quarterback, and he, he started off well. Um, so heading over to Kansas City. Kansas City really has an advantage here to try. They, they, they can't afford to lose a game here. Um, they really want to try and win out in the case that the Patriots slip up and they can get that home field advantage. They, they could get the two seed. Um, and I don't think they lose this game. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, but I am going to take the Broncos to cover 9.5. You know, the Chiefs The Chiefs won pretty easily against New England, but their offense was pretty stale for 45 minutes. It was two quick touchdowns in the second quarter, and I think outside of the second quarter, there might have been six points scored by them. So, um, Denver's secondary is way worse than, than, the, uh, than the Patriots' secondary, which is my only concern. Only thing I'm worried about, but... Um, I definitely think that if uh, Denver's offense can keep it going like they did last week, then I don't think it will be that tough for them to stay within 10 points. So I think this ends up being, you know, a 30-24 a to 24 or a 28-21. stays in with it within single digits. And for that reason, I'm still going to take the Chiefs to win, but it was just too many points for me to say that they aren't, uh, that the Broncos can't cover this one. All right, so let's move right along to uh, well, this this barn burner of a game. The Miami Dolphins taking on the New York Giants up in MetLife Stadium. Giants coming in as three and a half point favorites. And why? Why, why are we favoring the Giants by three and a half points? Miami has better coaching. Neither of them have... A, a great separation in terms of talent. The Dolphins seem to be playing for more than the Giants. And yes, both of them are trying to lose to get better picks, but it seems to be that Brian Flores is coaching this team to try and win games when they can. Pat Shermer can't get these guys to do anything. I'm taking the Dolphins to win this game. I'm taking them plus three and a half. I, I'm, I'm confused by the line. I've already put some money on it. 
I just don't see a situation where the the Dolphins don't win this game. They're when you when you combine in coaching, they're the better team. I know that they might have better skill players up in New York, and I, I think you look at the rosters and you say that there are more names that you recognize on the Giants than the Dolphins. But look, the Giants just aren't a good football team. They're they're one of the worst, and and so are the Dolphins. But at the end of the day, Brian Flores is a much better coach than Pat Shermer. And and I just I think that this is a game you know Dolphins travel up there for the second week in a row. They just beat them pretty easily. So I'm gonna take the Dolphins. I'm gonna take them plus three and a half. I don't know. I I guess you give it the the home field advantage kind of concern. But I mean you you saw the the Jets game last week against Miami. The the stadium was empty. It was empty. So. I don't know. I think uh, I think this is a pretty easy one for the Dolphins to secure up. Now, do they want the win to move further away from their chances of getting their franchise quarterback? Probably not. Still a scenario. You got three firsts. If you need to trade up, you can do so. And I also think that this Flores is trying to install a winning culture. While they are bad and they're trying to lose games and trying to rebuild um, the coach's demeanor to fight for these wins is establishing a culture uh, in his first season that is going to um, pay dividends later on. So I'm going to take the Dolphins to win this one on the road, upsetting the New York Giants. I'm going to take them plus three and a half as well. How about we follow up that poop game with another poop game? We've got the Philadelphia Eagles, who, by God, are still in the playoff hunt at six and seven. They are taking on the Washington Redskins in D.C. Eagles, four and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Eagles to win. Move to 7 and 7. I'm going to take the Redskins to cover. Something just screams very close game, something screams 2-3 point game to me. I think the the Eagles now with even more injuries in their wide receiving core. Um, you know, their defensive <laughs> their secondary looked pretty uh shocked by Eli Manning. I just think that Neither of these teams should be favored by four and a half over the other. I think they're both bad teams. Now, the Eagles, yes, they are record-wise, coaching staff, players whose names you recognize, certainly up there. But I think that the the Redskins are kind of just one of those gritty teams right now. They only lost to Green Bay by five last week. They they beat the Panthers after being down 14-0. I think that the Redskins are one of those teams that are just trying to ruin, ruin seasons here. And I don't think they get the win... But I do think that they can go in there and make it a close game. So I'm not betting on this one specifically. I'm just putting it out there because it's it's one of the games out there this week. Uh, this could very well be Eagles by, by 15, 16. Redskins could possibly win this game. I just don't. For the time being, right now, I think that the Eagles win. And I think that it's a, a two or three point game where the Redskins cover. So that's that's my thoughts on that. Let's follow it up with three shit games in a row. This one has at least one team that I enjoy watching, at least. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. Buccaneers on the road. Favorite, road favorite, three and a half point favorites, and I'm doubling up on the Buccaneers. Um, I would even look adjusted line in this. I would look adjusted line, see if I could get the Buccaneers, maybe some better odds at minus six and a half. I think they could very easily win by a touchdown or more. Uh, the Lions' epic collapse. They're on a uh, their third or fourth quarterback. They don't have carry on Johnson. The defense is banged up. They've traded away guys. Um, 
Marvin Jones just hit the IR. I think that this is these are all bad signs for Detroit when they're going to have to keep pace with an offense that yes just lost lost Mike Evans but has talented receivers elsewhere like Chris Godwin and and uh, OJ Howard and uh, they just promoted a guy from JMU actually Ishmael Hyman uh, got promoted to to the Bucks active roster. Bucks have four players from JMU, three offensive linemen and uh, and one wide receiver. Shout out Go Dukes, um, but. I just think that this is a pretty easy one for the Buccaneers to take care of. And then, God, are they are they going to be a 500 team? Yeah, they'll be a 500 team after that one. Um, and I know there might be some love to give to Jameis Winston, but I think it's more love to Bruce Arians and his offense, and I think you get in a more accurate quarterback in there, and I think they could be a, a playoff contender next year in the hunt. And so... Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win this one pretty easily. Detroit is just a mess of a team right now. I'm going to take a minus three and a half. On to what might be the marquee game of the week. There's a lot riding on it. The Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans, the battle for the AFC South. Both of these guys entering in with a record of eight and five. Did I say that right? Yeah, eight and five. Um, Houston holds the division lead right now. The Titans, this game is in Tennessee. Favored by three points. Uh, essentially a pick em on a neutral field. And look, I I am going to double up with the Titans here and pick them to win this game and to cover the spread, but I do not feel that confident about it. And you would say, well, Blake, the Broncos just got... They just decimated the Texans. The Titans have been one of the hottest offensive teams in football. They're scoring one point a minute in the Ryan Tannehill era, which is unheard of. But do you think at a certain point that the Titans regress to the mean? Are they actually a top five team, or are they gonna, or have they been playing like a top five team, and all of a sudden they're gonna take a few steps back to being the twelfth best team? I just I'm worried about the ride that the Titans are on, and when it comes to a stop, and I'm gonna be nervous about betting through the Titans through this win streak and into the postseason if they can make it. When does it start to regress back to the mean? So I'm I'm not. In, in in the real world, not putting a lot of money on this one. Um, if I do, I will put money on the Titans just because I believe they're entering this week as the better team. I think they're better coached. I think they have a better defense. I think their offensive line is a tad bit better too. They've got a better run game. But for some reason, I'm just a little bit worried about Deshaun Watson. He's ru- he, he has been the Achilles heel to my betting this year. Deshaun Watson, because this is such a bad, bad team. It's not talented. It's not well coached, but it's Deshaun freaking Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. And um, so that's why I don't feel confident about it. It's just that the Houston Texans have just screwed me over this entire year. Um, and, and I'm not sure when the Titans regress back to the mean. So cautious about this game, but I am going to put money on the Titans to win, cover the spread, and uh, take the lead in the AFC South. Over to Los Angeles, where the Minnesota Vikings are traveling to take on the Chargers. Vikings three-point favorites. If you, uh, if you, okay, so I'm a little nervous. So one, my first thought, I want to go adjusted line. I want to go Vikings six and a half. I want to go Vikings eight and a half. I think the Vikings are far and away a better team than the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers just put up 45 on Jacksonville. Whoop-de-doo. They've been an awful team this year. But then I got to thinking. Vegas must know something with this. Vegas must have something going on in their heads where they, they know 
that the Vikings are going to collapse. Just like I've been saying for the last eight weeks now, is it? Maybe not that long, but at least the last month to six weeks. I have been saying that the Vikings are going to suffer a massive collapse and miss the playoffs. Does it start now? Are they only three-point favorites because the Chargers actually have a chance of beating the Vikings? And giving the Rams a chance to enter into the playoffs? So first thought was I was going to go adjusted line. I was, I was going to take Vikings minus three, Vikings to win. And I'm still going to do that for this show. Those are my picks. But, no, no, I'm going to ride with it. I'm going to ride with my thoughts. My, my thoughts for the last month and a half. I'm switching this one right here. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers to beat the Minnesota Vikings. The storyline is there. Char- Chargers beat the Vikings. Rams have their game coming up against Dallas. And then all of a sudden, I think if both have the same record, the Rams right now have the tiebreaker. Collapse starts here. I'm going to pick the Chargers to win at home against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to take them plus three. Take their money line as well, too. And I think that this is the start of the collapse for the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. On to the next one, we're going to Arizona, not too far away from L.A., where the Cleveland Browns are traveling to take on the Cardinals. Browns, much like the traveling Vikings, opening up as three-point road favorites. This is going to be actually a, this is a fun game. I'm kind of excited to watch this one. You know, I think both have interesting playmakers. Both have interesting quarterbacks. Um... You know, Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not a Freddie Kitchens fan, of course, but should be an interesting game to watch. I'm going to take the Browns here to win and take a minus three. Um, I just think they have better skill players at the end of the day. And um, for what it's worth, I don't think either defense is great, but I will say that the Browns is way better than the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have one of the worst defenses in football. Um, And so I'm going to take the Browns to put up some good points here. I would take the over in this game. Actually, of all the games this week, I would feel most comfortable about taking the over in this one. Um, and I'm going to take the Browns to win and to cover minus three. I think it's a pretty easy victory for them. To a game, I, this game is a little confusing to me too. Not sure where to go. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oakland opening up at six and a half point favorites. Um, I, I'm going to go doubling up with the Raiders. I'm going to take them to win at home. I think this is last game in the Coliseum pretty sure that's what it is um and i'm gonna take a minus six and a half as well too the jaguars have been getting blown out by everybody over the last month and they got decimated last week to the chargers only thing that concerns me is what if they choose to you know much like the titans regressing potentially regressing to the mean what at some point you gotta stop losing by 30 And for the Raiders, I know they've been in a little bit of a slump. There's a lot of reason for them to go out there and win this game, this last one in the Coliseum. i got to make sure that that's correct. I don't want to lie to you guys if it's not, because then they don't really have that motivation there. So let's let's make sure that this is their last home game, and it is. So this is their last home game. Put in some some added motivation there. Um, Still got a chance to, you know... Enter 2020 with higher hopes in Las Vegas. 
string a few more wins. You're not making the postseason, but you could string together a few wins and, and feel pretty good about your season. Um, so I'm going to take the Raiders to win, take a minus 6.5. While I do believe Jacksonville might not lose by 20 or 30, and as much as they've been losing the last month or so, I do believe that they could at least lose by a touchdown to the Raiders. So um going to going to double up on Oakland here in their final game in the Coliseum. On to San Francisco. Wow, we are staying on the West Coast for the last four games here. Los Angeles, Arizona, Oakland, San Francisco. Uh, where the 49ers are hosting the traveling Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta stringing together some wins um the last couple of weeks. They they, you know, surprised the Saints, almost beat them a second time too. Um, two wins over the Panthers, winning those divisional games, but uh, they're traveling to take on 49ers, the best team in the NFC right now. 49ers opening up as 11-point favorites. I had initially jotted down Falcons plus 11, um, but given the news of Calvin Ridley being out for the season, and I think just just where these two teams are at, I am going to go with the 49ers minus 11. Um, I just, they're the far and away better team. I get the better coach. Um, and this is actually one note that I wanted to put in here too. This is also that Pete Carroll type defense um, that we've seen, you know, in Jacksonville. We've seen in Atlanta, of course. It's up in Seattle. It's kind of sprinkled its way throughout the NFL. And I just think back to, I think it was Jimmy Garoppolo's one of his first few games, and they were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this was when the Jaguars' defense was actually legitimately good. And I think the 49ers put up like 45 points on them. Um, I think that they do well against this scheme. Uh, they put up some points against, uh, who was it, Seattle a couple weeks ago. Um, I think they play one more time coming up next week. Yeah, um, but I think that the 49ers will have an easy easy time picking apart this defense. I could see this being a 14 to a 20-point game. So um, good team versus bad team. 49ers win, take them to cover 11.5. Or 11, sorry, that's where I've got it at. Three more games left. This one, uh, this one is interesting to me. The Los Angeles Rams are traveling to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Rams opening up as one and a half point favorites, and I'm confused why it isn't more. I would, I, I would do adjusted line, go four and a half, six and a half. I think the Rams win big here. I think that right now, these two teams are headed in separate directions. Dallas is on the come down. They just, you know, lost to the Bears. Excuse me. They um, they lost to the Bills the week before, got destroyed. They're not a good football team. They're the best team in a bad division. And meanwhile, the Rams have their run game going. Sean McVay is cooking again two weeks in a row now. He's put out brilliant game plans. And uh, I think he could torch up this Dallas defense that I think was a little overrated early on in the season. We know now that it's not that great. Um, and I think the Rams win big here. And if you take that into consideration, Eagle, if the Eagles can beat the Redskins, I mean, the Eagles have, have, have the division lead at that point. Now, of course they play each other soon. I think it, I think it's next week as well, but, uh, and Dallas could definitely take the division back, but I mean, God, the Eagles could be seven and seven leading that division. And, uh, and the Cowboys could be, uh, could be six and eight. So. Very, very interesting to see how this all plays out in the NFC East. I don't want to see either of these teams in. It's unfortunate that we can't keep the, the Vikings in and put the Rams in. Um, and it's just such a bad division, but uh, going to take the Rams to win this one big. 
I would take the over in this one too because I do think Dallas has a chance to put up some points early on, but I think it's at a certain point. Actually, you know what? No, I, I take that back. Dallas is going to do what they did last week against the Bears and have some garbage time touchdowns. Um, I, I still think that I would take an adjusted line of 6.5, and, and I think Dallas maybe loses by 8-10. to 10. Um, But I think this is going to be Rams up by 21, and Dallas puts up 10 points at the end to, to make it seem like it was a much closer game, much like last week. So Rams to win. A lot of road favorites that I'm taking this week. A lot of road favorites that I'm taking. So um, Buccaneers taking the Patriots, taking the Seahawks, taking the Browns, taking the Rams. And yeah, let's move into Sunday Night Football. Two more games left. The Buffalo Bills traveling to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers one and a half point favorites at home. They thought they were getting Juju and James Conner back. Now it's out that, that Juju is not available. James Conner, I'm, I'm not sure. I Look, I'm not a huge James Conner fan. I think he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's good, but he's got a great offensive line, and um, I think any running back could do well behind that offensive line. But anyways, the, the Bills are coming in as one-and-a-half-point underdogs, and I don't get it. This is one of those lines I just don't get. The Bills are far and away the better team. This is where I've put most of my money this week. Bills money line. Extending the uh, spread to, to Bills minus two and a half. I don't see a scenario in which the Pittsburgh Steelers win this game. I think Buffalo is a far and away better team. I get it. Pittsburgh has a great defense. But their offense is abysmal. They have one win over a team that uh, has an above 500 record in this last stretch right now. They beat the Rams way back when the Rams were at one of their lowest points of the season. Their offense is anemic. Buffalo has a great defense with great linebacking play, great secondary. And uh, on the opposite side of things, yeah, it might be a little tough for for the Steeler, for the Buffalo offense, but I think that they can stretch the Steelers deep with John Brown, it all just comes down to Josh Allen being able to connect and, and link up with his receivers a couple of times. And so maybe the run game won't be as strong, but I think if you can get Josh Allen outside the pocket, get him in some rollouts, maybe some designed runs, and you can take some shots deep, I think that's the way to beat the Steelers defense and kind of creep behind them. So I'm surprised by the line. I get it. You know, the Steelers are in the playoffs right now. They're the home team. It is only one and a half, so it does. It, they, Vegas does believe that it'll be a close game, but I'm taking Buffalo easily. I didn't have to think twice about it. Bills uh, upsetting Pittsburgh on the road. And also, hopefully that can get Pittsburgh out of the playoffs. And maybe we can sneak the Titans in or the Texans stay in. So, I don't know how that works out with tiebreakers. But hopefully we can get the Texans and Titans in instead of the Steelers. Alright, one final game. Don't want to talk about it. Monday Night Football, the New Orleans Saints, who are going to be angry after their loss. Uh, I don't think there's a better team at uh, rebounding from a, from a, a tough loss than, than Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and all them. And they're taking on my Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Colts who have you know fallen out of the playoff picture. It is draft season. Need a quarterback. Need a, a number two wide receiver. Could use uh, an interior defensive lineman. 
couple holes there for the Colts. Not too far away from switching things around for next year and getting back to the way that they should be. Um, it's just that they, uh, Jacoby's not the guy. But anyways, I can be sad about the Colts uh, outside of this podcast. The Saints opening up as nine-point favorites. No surprise. I'm going to take the Saints to win this one. And I'm also going to take them to cover the spread of nine. It is a little high, but home field advantage. They just lost there a week ago. They want to get back to their winning ways. Maybe they know if... Oh, if, if uh, Green Bay slips up, we can slide into that, that buy again. Or if the 49ers slip up, we can get that buy again. Because right now they're fighting for their lives to not have to play in Wild Card Weekend. So um, for that reason, I'm going to take the Saints to win. They're going to be angry. I'm going to win by 10 or more. And I hate to do it, but uh, but but the, the luck of the Colts has just run out this year. They were getting by through the one-possession games throughout the time the season and uh they were leading the division at one point they were in the wild card spot now they've fallen out and i just think this will be the the final nail in the coffin i think realistically they end up seven and nine or eight and eight after this one because what this would what are they right now they're six and seven lose this one go to six and eight i think they could beat the panthers and the jacks to finish out the year and be 500 now that doesn't help their draft pick slot but um, it does help me because I picked their over-under wins on the season at 6.5, so they need one more. But won't happen this week. Saints will come out there and flatten Indianapolis. All right, so just to recap, let me give you my most confident picks of the week, things that I would feel great on. Patriots minus 10, easy money, take it. Don't think twice about it. They're going to win by 17 or 20. If you want to take the Dolphins' money line, I don't see a scenario where the Giants uh, beat the better coached Dolphins and, and just um, more physical Dolphins. I, I don't know. I, I've got the Giants uh, losing that one, being upset by the Miami Dolphins. Other ones in here I feel pretty good about. Buccaneers minus three and a half. I feel good about. Uh, I'd take the over in that game as well, too, maybe. I think Buck. Eh, eh, I wouldn't. Let's, let's not... I'm not going to go and put it on the record to go for the over. Potentially, if the Buccaneers can put up, you know, like last week, you know, 30, 38, 40-some points. Other lines I'm feeling pretty confident about. Let's go down the list. Raiders minus 6.5. I feel good about. Not great. You know, they, they have been getting stomped the last few weeks. They did get, you know, doubled up on by the Titans. Titans are a good team, and the Jags certainly aren't. So I feel good about the Raiders. I feel great about... The Rams, minus one and a half. I would take them, you know, alternate line. I think they win big. And I, I feel good Buffalo money line over Pittsburgh. So those are my most confident bets of the week. We'll go with, you know, maybe I'll leave an asterisk next to it, next to these ones, and I can see how my most confident bets have done. So what did we say here? I'm going to put just a little little mark next to these ones. That is going to be the Patriots, minus 10. That is going to be the Dolphins, plus three and a five. Three, three and a five. Three and a half. Buccaneers minus three and a half. And then we're going to go all the way down, and we're going to just do five. So I'm going to leave out the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Rams minus one and a half, and the Bills plus one and a half. So those are my five most comfortable bets of the week. Put those in a parlay right there. I'll go and do that now, too, so I can ride on it with you. And, uh, and yeah, let's go into our weekend. Let's make some damn money. It's about time we win some money. Let's carry this on into week seven, week 16, week 17 into the playoffs. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back on Monday, and I promise we'll be back on Monday with a college football episode. I have missed um, several of those. I, I, I'll, I'm going to figure out this weekend if I'm going to do a big board, a mock draft. Um, there's no need to do Heisman talk. It's Joe Burrow. Um, I don't need to talk college football playoffs yet. Got some time until that kicks off. So probably going to do a big board or a mock draft. And, uh, and yeah, we'll carry that on into, I guess, the regular schedule for next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to Quick Hits. I'm Blake Pace, and I will see you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Carry some of that Friday energy, and have a good one.